Welcome to Life Camera Action, a lifestyle podcast for filmmakers, writers, and other creatives. I'm your host, Victoria Rook, filmmaker and brand architect. And over the last several years, I've been helping creative entrepreneurs discover their brand voice, design their brand experience, and develop the ultimate creative lifestyle that allows them to live into their passions. Life Camera Action is all about empowering you with best business practices, industry tips, and creative mindsets so that you can accelerate your success in your craft. In today's episode, I'm going to teach you the three principles of sales that my team and I use every day. This applies to monetary sales, as well as selling people on your ideas, projects, and collaborations, otherwise known as pitching. So if you want a life filled with success, creativity, and even more sales, then stay tuned. something that we use every day too within our businesses, my team and I. And um, there's a lot of ways that you can look at this. So this really applies in a very um, creative, entrepreneurially, businessy perspective, uh, but it also applies even you know in your everyday relationships and everyday encounters. So if you think about it, you know even if you're not in business, you sell people every day. You sell people on what restaurant to go to for food, what movie to see, what side of a current event you're on. You even sell your dog on when to sit, when you tell them to sit. So you engage in sales in lots of different ways every single day. And when you're a creative entrepreneur, you sell your paintings, your scripts, your inventions, etc. But you also sell by pitching. So selling people that your premise for a film is going to be really, really successful or selling people on the idea of an amazing collaboration. Another way to say it is that you're selling people to buy into your endeavors. So when you're pitching, that's kind of the sales technique that you're using. You're not necessarily selling for a monetary compensation, but you're selling for them to buy into your endeavors, your thoughts, your you know projects, that sort of thing. So today I'm going to reveal to you each of the three psychological principles of sales. And by the end of the episode, you're going to be having a brand new approach on every interaction you encounter. So just for clarity, I want to define a sale. In this context, I would define it as the process of guiding someone or something to a particular action. So you can see why I bring this to a bigger picture in life rather than just monetary purchases, because it really applies to a lot. So the very first one I want to teach um, is something that I teach all the time. This is probably the number one that I teach all the time, just because it applies to so many things. And that is that people want what they want because they want something else. So in turn, that means that people buy what they want because they want something else. So for example, they don't want that painting for the painting itself. They want the peace and the tranquility that it evokes or the status that it brings to have such a rare piece in their house. Um, They don't want that house for just the house. They buy it for the school district that their kids will be in or the lifestyle that it will bring them or even the backyard that they're going to cook out in every weekend and make all these amazing memories with their family. So there's always some underlying desire beneath the desire that they present. So how do you discover what that underlying desire is? So more often than not, you're typically able to look at what that presented desire is actually bringing them because that typically will reveal what the core desire is. 
So if somebody tells you that they found this really amazing house and they're so excited about it, you know, asking them questions along the line of, you know, like, what are you so excited about? What's your favorite part? You know, what are you looking most forward to when moving into that house? They might say something along the lines of, you know, I just love that it's a gated neighborhood. I love that it's fully fenced in. I love that it's so nice and open and I can watch my kids play. So right then and there, you can see that most likely their underlying desire is something to do with security. They're really looking for a secure and stable home with a lot of safety factors added into it. So when you start looking at what the underlying desire is that someone presents to you, you're able to start making connections that um, they might not have even been able to articulate for themselves and um, serve on an even deeper level because you're looking you know, five steps ahead of them and seeing what they're really wanting and how that matches with what they're presenting on the surface of what they want. And the same thing goes for no's. So um, they don't say no to you because your product is too expensive. They say no because they don't see the value in them investing that money into it. They don't really see you know, what's in it for them. So even on the flip side, you know, the desires that people present to you and then you're seeing the underlying desires of what's driving that presented desire, it goes on the opposite side too. You know, the, the no's aren't always on the surface level either. So if they say to you like, oh, you know, that's like really expensive, it's not so much the money more often than not as much as it's they don't see the value in it. They don't see what they're going to get from investing you know, a, a high amount of funds into your painting or product or projects, etc. And that brings us to the second principle, find the hidden questions. People rarely say exactly what they mean or feel. There are, of course, lots of reasons for this. Um, different cultures, different, you know, fears of how that will make them look if they're truly transparent and honest, not wanting to offend people, um, And, you know, going back to articulation, they might not know how to articulate what they're feeling. Being able to look for the hidden questions in a way supersedes anything that they present to you because, again, you're connecting with the underlying desires. So with the skill of hidden questions, I'm going to show you some examples that you'll very often run into, especially if you are in a business setting, and give you some examples of when they present you this question, what they're really asking. So first example is, well, how much does it cost? They're not really asking more often than not a a number figure. They're asking really, can I comfortably afford you without sacrificing my current lifestyle? And that's different because then you're able to answer things in a way of not just um, a number, but able to paint this picture for them of how they can comfortably integrate you and your services and your products or projects into their lifestyle without them having to make some huge sacrifice in order to bring it in. Very similar thing when people ask you, how much time will it take? So what they're really asking is, will this comfortably integrate into my existing lifestyle? You know, a lot of people don't want to make the sacrifice for, um, up-leveling their life or adding things into their life, you know, they're very content with where they're at um, in, in those regards. And so you'll see a lot of the times those hidden questions do kind of fall into, can I just stay comfortable? That's really kind of what they're asking a lot of the times is, you know, can I just be comfortable in my existing surroundings while bringing this in, you know, whether it's, you know, your movie, your painting, et cetera. 
What are your qualifications? What they're really asking is, why should I listen to you as opposed to anybody else? So you can tell them like, oh, I've been to Harvard and blah, 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 blah. But you can also speak to it on a, on a standpoint of this is really why I know what I'm talking about. So again, more than just, you know, in the example before, where it's just more than just the figure of the number of how much it cost, they're really asking more, not just what do you have framed on your wall as far as degrees go, but really what makes you the expert in what you do? Why should I listen to you? Because as we know, there's so many markets that are saturated with people's opinions and thoughts, and it can be difficult to filter things out and break through that noise. And so a lot of the times that's what that question is lending to. What are the benefits? So can you actually guarantee me results and are those results worth it? That's really what's going through their mind. Um, when they're asking what the benefits are, yeah, they want a bullet point list of, you know, what, you know, if you do your services and stuff, what they can expect um, so that there is clarity there. But even in those they're really looking for, are there going to be real results from this? Is my investment of time and finances actually worth it? Like, do I see myself really benefiting from this? So this principle actually came to light for me when I was doing research on the question, does your mindset determine your success? Um, that's a question that people ask a lot um, online um, when they're getting into um, mindsets and psychology and a lot of the times business. And they're really asking, you know, as I was doing the research, I realized I'm like, well, they're really asking, how do I ensure that my mindset will lead me to success? They don't really care what the answer is to does your mindset actually determine your success? They just want to know how do they make sure it does. And I actually have an episode um, that I've since then developed around that question in the queue. But when this occurred to me, that was when it really solidified that there are truly, in every question, there are hidden questions. And that's really different because that's a different question. So it requires different answers. And those answers speak to a deeper desire via the hidden question. So instead of simply saying yes or no to does your mindset determine your success, you're able to answer it on a deeper level being like, okay, so what you're really asking is how do you ensure that your mindset will lead you to success? All right, well, here's how. And then you're able, see how that's so different, like just a yes or a no, plain, flat out answer versus this productive, like here's a progressive way to make sure that your mind does lead you to success. You know, start listening to podcasts, reading books, meditating, eating really healthy and, you know, fueling your body with great nutrients. That's really, really different. And so being able to hear those questions and look for those under the things that people present you allow you to be so much more successful with communication, sales, being able to get people to actually buy into your projects. It just, it changes everything when you're able to listen with that ear. So that means when someone asks you something or challenges you on something, you can begin to investigate and see what hidden questions might be there. Once you think you found it, you can answer it in a really powerful way because you're answering the question they didn't even know they had. And as my dad would say, that's a Jedi mind trick. You're going to be able to blow people's minds <laughs> and make sales and, you know, really create connections that might not have been there before. Um, you might even see that people have an epiphany when you answer that question because it will bring that up for them. Of, oh, wow. You know, that is what I was asking. I didn't even realize that that's what I was looking for until you just brought that to light. And that's a pretty cool thing to do, I have to say. Finally, one of my favorite psychological principles in general, let alone in sales, is people lack 
permission. They don't feel like they have permission to step up and be a part of your movement. They don't feel like they have permission to change their life in an amazing way with your product. They don't feel like they have permission to authentically be themselves. This is something I see time and time again. No matter what business I was in, and I've owned multiple businesses, somewhere along the lines, it always turned into coaching, which I loved. Like, There's no complaints there. It really allowed me um, to get further insight, though, in what makes people tick. So why they are stuck where they get stuck and why certain tasks are a breeze while others took forever, regardless of the skill level, you know, putting the skill level aside, there were certain things that I you know, would think would be really easy for an individual. And yet they just dragged their feet through it. And that was really fascinating to me. And it really came down to permission. And I think typically you'll see that the things that people excel at That's where they have their permission to excel. And the places that people are stuck, those are the very places where the permission just stops for them. So backing up a little bit, what do I mean by permission? So if you have permission, it means that you have the green light to go for something, just really simply stated. That permission can come from yourself, your family, your friends, even society. And when you don't have that permission, you have the red light. We all have this, every single one of us. And this is something that I noticed held me back in my life until I began to work through it. And then when I noticed that lack of permission in myself and started to really face that, I started seeing that pattern in other people and realized that this is just a universal truth that all of us get to, and I say get to instead of have to, we get to conquer and work through and become even stronger because of it. Side note, If that resonates with you and you feel like you are missing out on things because of a lack of permission, let me know and I'll make an episode around that where we can do more of a deep dive and explore how to overcome that. So coming back to a sales perspective, you'll notice that if they are giving a no, but their logic leads to a yes, nine times out of 10, it's a permission-based block. So for example, if they're saying things, you know, wow, I'm, I really would love your services. I would love to work with you. Um, and, you know, I do, I can make the finances work and I think I have the time, but, you know, I, I just don't know if this is the right moment to do so. That's probably a permission-based thing. And so that's what I mean where it's like all their logics can be a yes. You know, they say, I do have the finances for it. I do have the time for it, but something just doesn't feel right just yet more often than not, it's going to be a permission-based thing because if all their logic leads to a yes, they know it's a smart decision, they can go for it, but something's holding them back. It's something based off of them and the lack of permission from themselves or the way they don't feel like their family would give them permission for this, that sort of thing that holds them back. I found the most effective way to help someone through this is with questions and a ton of validation. Remember that these permission blocks, as I call them, are programmed and can be programmed from sensitive experiences. So these are things like people's childhood, um, bullies growing up, lack of encouragement, failures that they might have encountered. So if you encounter a situation like this where the person on the other side has kind of bought into this false belief that they shouldn't or that they can't do something, just become their hype man. Um, encourage the heck out of them and instill that confidence in them so that they get to choose what's best for them, not what has been absorbed from others growing up. 
Now, here's my disclaimer. No means no. Always respect people's boundaries. If someone is genuinely uncomfortable and it isn't something where they feel like they're excited about it and it's you know more of an anticipation type of nervous, it doesn't matter if it's a permission block or not. They need to work through things on their own. I don't want to perpetuate high pressure sales here. So just remember to always respect people's boundaries. However, on the other side, if you do see that anticipation and you do see them seriously considering your offer and they just need help getting comfortable with giving like a full yes, then play with that. Encourage and validate them to get an ethical, always ethical, yes. So there you have it. These three psychological principles are fundamental in moving your endeavors forward towards success. And as with all things, the more you practice at these, the better you'll get. As we come to a close, I want to go over our remember, research, and challenge section to recap some of our takeaways. So remember, the most powerful psychological sales principles are people want what they want because they want something else. Find the hidden questions and the fact that people lack permission. Research. Before you make your next purchase, take a moment and identify What are some of the underlying desires that are driving that purchase decision? The next time you ask a question, stop and see what you're really asking. And the next time you feel like you can't or you shouldn't do something that you truly believe is is actually a smart choice, see if there's a lack of permission that you're facing. Recognizing these will help you recognize them in others. And finally, challenge. Look for all three of these principles the next time you talk to someone. See what their true wants are, search for hidden questions, and explore if there are areas where they are lacking permission. Thank you so much for tuning in. My goal for this podcast is that this helps you have an even deeper understanding of yourself and what makes you tick, as well as what drives the people around you. So use this power for good and change the world with your creative projects. To stay connected, go ahead and like my Facebook page, Victoria Roop, and let me know how this helped you. If you have any questions or feedback, or if you would like to talk further about me working one-on-one with you, go ahead and message me there or schedule some time at victoriaroop.com. As always, as you build your empire, just remember you can lead a life of fear or you can lead a life of love. So allow every decision you make to be made in love. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next week.